It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon here in Austin, Texas. I just wanted to say hello to everybody. I'm going to go ahead and invite all the people. Uh, I got a, a minor complaint today um, from one Jenny Hatch. She doesn't want to get notifications on every stinking program. So, um, so if you want less notifications, you know, if I'm marketing too aggressively to you, make sure you tell me because uh, I'm not collecting any, any personal information. We're really against that. We're pro-privacy here on the program. We crow about it all the time. Um, so what we were talking about today is going to be orbiting digital IDs, CBDCs. But mostly we're going to try to get people to come talk about their perspective on the issues. Um, but it's been a great big week for Mr. Elon Musk. For one, he did AI Day. That was, I don't know, it was October 1st. But it's worth discussing now, that's for sure. So let me just read a bit on it. <clears throat> just a bit. Just a bit. Okay, so transhumanism, Elon Musk unveils humanoid robot. And it's not it's not that bad. He got kind of like the uh the disco music going. So I'll just I'll just do my best to try to get that going. He's he's always been featured with more robots. More robots than you can you can imagine. Elon Musk has robots, that's for sure. So transhumanism, Elon Musk unveils humanoid robot. Musk's vision for the robot Optimus was unveiled at, in 2021 at Tesla's first AI day. Reps at the AI day said that the humanoid features the same technology used to enable full self-driving beta in Tesla cars. I think I'm reading something old. How could this be? But no, it was from six days ago. Reps at the AI Day event said the humanoid features in the, sa the same technology used to enable the full self-driving beta in Tesla cars. So production could start as soon as next year. And what is Klaus Schwab's fourth industrial revolution? So the robot is most important product development Tesla is doing this year, according to Musk, predicting that it will have the potential to be more significant in the vehicle business over time. Tesla CEO Musk revealed a working prototype of a humanoid robot at Tesla AI Day, and that was as reported from The Burge. So, everything comes back to Klaus Schwab and our fear of the Great Reset <clears throat> being sucked into a great AI hole where we become slaves. According to the World Economic Forum, it involves mixing humankind with technology, and according to Klaus Schwab's top advisor, Yuval Noah Harari, humans don't have souls. Really? Really? I have a soul. And the fact that they have an advisor at the World Economic Forum to massage and, you know, their own minds, like, no, 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 it, it doesn't matter what you do to them. They don't have souls. They don't have souls. The robots don't have souls. It doesn't matter what you do to these things, these human people that you were supposedly one of. Unless you're a robotic dragon man. And then it doesn't matter because they don't have souls, according to some people. None of this is verified. But Yuval Noah Harari was caught saying, humans don't have souls. Which is not necessarily a technical issue. What is that? That's a spiritual issue. But it's also something that Klaus Schwab nor Harari have any control over. And if I do, in fact, have a soul, what is, their, what is their recognition system that says soul, not soul? This is really important. I want a pang burner in here right now. I'm calling my pang burn. Where is pang burn? Pang burn. Okay. They will, they will help me deduce what is soul, what is not soul, and does soul go in a robot, and what if Klaus Schwab's great reset advisors say, I don't have soul because I don't want you to have a soul. Even if you have a soul, I don't want you to have a soul because then it's a sociological issue that requires me to mind ethics. When I kill this animal over here, I don't believe it has a soul, so it makes it less inconvenient for me to throw it into a wood shepherd and make it into chicken nuggets. 
subjectively, of some sort. So the World Economic Forum claims to be committed to improving the state of the world. As per the World Economic Forum's website, the Fourth Industrial Revolution is categorized as a cipher physical system. So navigating the next industrial revolution, 1784, steam, water, mechanical production, two, division of labor, electricity, mass production, 69, electronics, IT, and the automation of production. Now fourth, cyber physical systems and a question mark. Developers are creating AI tools for almost every stage of the HR life cycle. That's human resources. You are burger meat with no soul. No, you're not. According to the World Economic Forum Toolkit available on their website in the form of a PDF, AI is going to be involved with every single step of the way that the workforce rolls out every day. So, it's right there. This is the graphic. It's right there. Identify and attract, job description sourcing and identifying talent, acquire, screening, assessing, blah, blah, blah. How will AI change current processes, life experiences versus training data? This is very very dry, corporate-y, corporate, corporate. The fourth industrial revolution may indeed have the potential to robotize humanity and thus deprive us of our heart and soul, says Klaus Schwab. Yet your advisor, Mr. Schwab, said, humans don't have souls. Well, what do you want, utility or convenience? In the end, it all comes down to people and values, says Klaus Schwab. In its most pessimistic, dehumanized form, the Fourth Industrial Revolution may indeed have the potential to robotize humanity. But as a complement to the best parts of human nature, creativity, empathy, stewardship, it can also lift humanity into a new collective. Why does it have to be a collective? And moral consciousness based on a shared sense of destiny. It is incumbent on all us, us all to make sure the latter prevails. I don't need to make collective. Collective is a thing that can have a single head. And in that, it is a centralized situation. That snake head can become cut off, and then some other subversive means can be used to hurt all of the people in one place. Let us scatter our eggs in hidden baskets all over the place. Web 3! Web 3! Alright. So I am going to call upon the angels of our better nature here. Global crypto markets face tougher rules under the G20 plan. So this is Politico Pro. This is a donation. This is a donor box for news. The Financial Stability Board wants to subject cryptocurrency platforms to stringent financial regulations. So this is where it's going. Crypto's Wild West era may be coming to an end. According to the Financial Stability Board, of whom we have never heard, a global financial standard setter, most of the cryptocurrency market should be subject to the same tough rule book that governs traditional finance. But They've been saying this for years. So the FSB, which was born in the wake of the 2008 financial meltdown to stave off further shocks, will propose the plan, a plan, the plan, to rein in crypto to finance ministers and central bankers from the group of 20 G20 industrialized countries gathering in Washington next week. Okay, what is next week? Let's just click that link. Let's just go there. Plus, the EU is putting crypto at the top of the list for IMF meetings. This was the fifth. That's three days ago, just so you know. Fourth finance ministers and central bank governor meetings. Three days, four hours, 52 minutes, and 49, 48, 47 seconds. There is a counter. It's in Indonesia. I cannot get there, but I can be here in America going, I don't like this. I think you should leave it alone. I'm going to tell my congressman to please stop. Please stop CBDCs, because social contract, blah. All right, so 
The plan's chief architect, Stephen Major, told Politico, a lot of the activities in crypto assets and crypto assets marketable resemble activities in the traditional financial system, and therefore we take the approach, same activity, same risk, same regulation. Major, who sits on the Dutch Central Bank's governing board, I don't like this already, uh, and oversees banking supervision, said in Prague, in early September, the moves is set to put major crypto trading platforms on red alert, coming as the SEC seeks to impose security regulation on cryptocurrencies and the EU prepares its own rules for digital markets. So here we go. Bloomberg, EU puts crypto at the top list for IMF meetings. The European Union is looking to exchange views on the development of crypto legislation with U.S. officials during next week's International Monetary Fund World Bank annual meetings. So this is all being couched as crypto, but nobody's saying the words CBDCs. Because the minute that the CBDCs enter the, enter the space, it's flagged as great reset by most all of the media. People know they're sensitive. They're sensitive to CBDCs right now. They don't want me to talk about it here, but it's happening because we have to talk about digital ID. The moment we have to talk about CBDCs, we have to talk about digital ID. And in the blockchain world, no such thing, no such animal is necessary to conduct commerce. But if this turns down these regulations turned down against crypto, Web3, then they're going to try to wring a digital ID out of it. And so this must be prevented. It must be prevented because they'll apply it to every vector of technology that has a shopping cart and an advertiser. So everything you do online, there's no relative anonymity anymore, ever. Goodbye anonymity forever. So even if you're, you're not doing anything bad on the internet today, and if you were, it's possible you could be found out because lots of people are found out. I'm not especially savvy at covering who I am on the internet. But at the same time, I don't want my government ID attached to everything I do. It makes me a vulnerable person. Because if the lookers can see, bad lookers can see. Because when I say bad lookers, I mean people who are criminal, of criminal mindsets, predators, will want to see and people from foreign governments who want the information for reasons that are strange to you but not to them, nefarious to them, nefarious to you, unknown to you, known to them. So, but if you can't conceal your identity properly, like say using a blockchain, um, then we're in real, real centralized trouble because there's no way to get away. All right, so we have a crowded agenda for the U.S. next week. One of the items won't, that won't be bottom of the list, it will be right there around the top, is crypto U.S. EU Commissioner for Financial Services. Myreed McGinnis said Tuesday at a media roundtable hosted by Bloomberg News in Brussels. I'm sure they want to hear what we've done and how it went, what the problems were. I would be very happy to share our experience, but also to hear what the U.S. is planning to do. The EU is moving ahead with key legislation to regulate the crypto sector with common rules across all 27 member states, marking the first time globally that lawmakers have attempted to supervise the industry on such scale. In June, the bloc reached an agreement on its landmarks, Markets and Crypto Assets, MICA, directive in, as the European Parliament, Council and Commission approved new provisions. See this tree of unending government oh my god the european parliament council and commission approved new provisions 
on the supervision of crypto asset service providers, CASPs, as well as consumer protection and environmental safeguards for crypto assets such as Bitcoin and Ether. However, it, given the global nature of cryptocurrency flows, central bankers have been urging governments around the world to better synchronize regulations. The fallout from the collapse of Terra USD stablecoin in May upended markets from Singapore to the US, underscoring the need for more concerted efforts. I'm not even really sure how that happened. The how isn't in the news, though. That makes it really suspect to me. The how really isn't in the news. So, you know what? I'm just going to cut back over to Elon Musk for a little bit because everybody wants to. It's just three reasons why Washington is freaking out about Elon Musk right now. But wait, first we're going to take a call from Blotty. Okay, go ahead, Blotty. So, Obsolete Optics has a question. I have one question for those advocating for digital ID and CBDC. What happens when we get another Carrington event? Tell me about the Carrington event. Why don't you jump up here, Obsolete, and tell us what you know. I'm going to bring Vladi up as a speaker because he's a regular. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> How you doing, Sheila? <laughs> hey, long time no talk. I know yeah, right. exactly. Uh, okay, so Obsolete is also being made the next caller. So Obsolete, what's your story? Like, what are you saying? What is the Carrington event? The Carrington event was a solar flare, a massive solar flare, a massive uh, coronal mass ejection that happened in the 1800s. I want to say around like 1853 or something like that. I could be wrong on the exact year, but yeah, what it did was... I mean, it was a massive solar flare. It was like basically like an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse. And it didn't really affect, you know, the world too much because back then we didn't have all this technology that we depend on today for our existence. You know, back then we had the telegraph. And what it did was it allowed people to send telegraph messages without the, without the telegraph being hooked up to a battery. Like people were getting shocked when they went to go, you know, send the telegraph. And, so it, it's like an energy wireless signal that was kind of driven by, by what, solar energy? Yeah, it was a solar flare. Like huh. Smacked the shit out of our magnetosphere, and it was like it was like a big-ass electromagnetic magnetic pulse. Yeah, it's an EMP problem. That's an EMP yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's other – That's speaking of EMPs, like if our whole financial system is dependent on, you know, electrotransfers – what happens when there is an EMP development? Right. Or it could. Right? It couldn't. It doesn't have to be a Carrington event. It doesn't have to be the sun responsible for it. It could be a high altitude uh, nuclear detonation. Yeah, like like North it. Korea. And all it would do, have to do is like hit one market, and it would ripple the whole thing. Like they've been right. floating things over Japan this week it's an issue what say you Vladi? about EMP and yeah I understand about EMPs and I understand about the solar flare the current tip because I looked it up believe it or not absolutely you opened my mind to it so I looked it up uh, last week I think when you talk about it <laughs> Vladi my, opened my his mind last week seriously because i really I, you know when he said the carringtons i was like thinking of royalty you know da you were thinking dallas of dallas and, and dynasty yeah, yeah. And dying, there we go <laughs> so i was like what is this carry so i looked it up and i was like oh shit i thought he was serious so it's basically an emp i give it to you i'm more preoccupied not because of the carrington event naturally from outside or you know within our galaxy because of the sun i'm more worried about what what a police said of somebody throwing a weapon what is called weapon of indignation because it destroys infrastructure thrown by you know a missile like you said ballistic missile emp mm -hmm. from russia mm -hmm. north korea or any enemy country that mm -hmm. would be much more devastating the question is how much would it devastate because they'll fry up every computer circuit and every and infrastructure. Let me give you an example. Let me continue for a minute, please, Shayla. I, back in 2007, I worked a contractor for Metropolitan Water District, which is a board of governors like Nevada, Arizona, California. It's maybe Oregon, I think. It goes all the way up there. So there's like about four wow. or five states 
I worked with them. I had to go through security clearance, which I always uh, go through without a problem because, you know, I have a clean record, thank God. So I was a tech doing swaps of computers. But one thing I noticed at one of their one of their dams up here, which is Parker Dam, California, which is bordered to Parker, Arizona, is they had a dam, but they had a two-level system. What do I mean? They had technology rebuilt brand new from the 1920s. It was very successful. What they built back then, they're still using. They just move it over because, you know, metal rusts and all that over time. It gets consumed, destroyed, and it weakens, so they have to change it. But its actual panel, electrical panel, is analog. It's not digital. And they did it on purpose exactly for a situation like this. The computers in the back, I mean, in front of the of the uh, of the analog panels which is made up of switches and all that stuff you could tell it's, it's been modernized but it's still old-fashioned old-fashioned technology the thing with the with the computers in the front it's only to measure so if those computers fail the water won't stop flowing because the whole system blew up because of an emp now move over to beyond lake mead lake havasu arizona has their own version modern day which is a piece of shit, but it works. Theirs is totally digitized from what I heard, totally. So if an EMP hits them and nothing's protected, because you can't protect the computers, but not everything's going to be protected, they'll get wiped out and their infrastructure destroyed, and then it'll be a danger for the people because they won't be able to get water to drink and live. That's how serious it is. So I know very well about this, but I know that we're more prepared on the California side, uh, on the California side, in comparison to the Arizona side. I can't tell you about Nevada because I didn't go that far. I, I was on the project several months, and and then I was let go. It, it was over pretty much. But one thing I noticed, which is very serious, and I I kind of trip out, is California is ready. In case something like that happens, and if wherever you see this, including Department of Water and Power, if they have a bunch of old switches, it's precisely because of this problem that Obsolete proposed. The Carrington event, but more dangerously, an EMP attack, and it's not going to be one missile, it's going to be several, because their, their goal is to take out the whole grid. Not The most important one, electrical, because everything runs on electricity, right? Yep. Exactly. I put some relevant links in the chat to the Carrington event and the high altitude nuclear explosion. Gentlemen, that was a very important thing to say um, because that that's all reliant systems that are in the network, but the pay, the, the ability to pay and no one having any kind of communication device that is analog is always a problem. And, um, but it's, it's beginning to be couched as an emergency problem and we shouldn't treat fiat cash like cash fiat money like a a clandestine currency you know cash is but, is a, but, is a but, beneficial but currency well let me let me get to it okay paypal okay, did okay. something okay. this week all right so i've got a i've got a tweet here from david marcus co-founder and ceo of lightspark and a bitcoin focused company he formerly ran payments in crypto uh, Messenger and Meta and led PayPal and built three startups. So this is David Marcus. He says, it's hard for me to openly criticize a company I used to love and gave so much to. He's talking about PayPal. But PayPal's AUP goes against everything I believe in. A private company now gets to decide to take your money if you say something they disagree with. It's insanity. And so he put a link to uh, this PDF here. Let me just read some of it. And it's their acceptable use policy. Restricted activities and holds. Wow. And this is as of November 3rd, 2022. So this is a case for, you know, the investment activism of Strive Management. And Musk used to be a part of PayPal. PayPal wouldn't be around unless Elon Musk was involved. It's part of how he made his bank. So this is something I'm going to red light. Like, put the, put the alarm sets on because I haven't seen a single, 
you know, transaction from my book in over six months. And this could be because they're subjectively using this policy. They've probably been called out on it, but it's, <laughs> you know, they can't just take people's money or put a financial hold on people's money because they don't like the things that they're saying. And that's what he has said here. This is perfect for the unsanctioned citizen, and it is also perfect for the AI show, and it is also perfect for today's topical. So this is the this is where we are headed if we are in the, in the zone of CBDCs. If we're reliant on these banking technologies who get to change their user services agreements, and we're reliant on only the type of federated money that comes from the Fed and it's completely controlled by say State Department narratives which they're just trying to keep it going um, I'm just gonna say in the most careful terms possible you know if you're not voting with a new Democratic Party caucus member don't vote for a Democrat. Don't vote for a progressive Democrat. Don't vote Democrat. Okay? Vote for third party. Vote for Republican. But do not vote for Democrats. So, because this, okay, there has been a merger of monopolized, globalized interests who are on par with this great reset nastiness that wants to control American free speech and American free commerce. Okay, it cannot happen with the consent of the people and it cannot happen with the limits and the limitations given our our real government. They have erected these parallel government or governance constructs and they've done it through the banking sector sector, sorry, and through the credit systems. All right? Okay. They never were adequately checked by the US government and now they are erecting themselves as we are your government now and so when these Republicans or whomever gets in the seats their butts in the seats after you vote them through the midterm elections it's super duper duper important for you to put your two cents on the table and say listen uh, if you want to have a future my children want to have a future I want to see a future this is not it I want to be able to pay for things and go to the grocery store if I need to. And if I say something out loud to my boss and there's a hot mic on the computer, PayPal should not be able to cut off my life. So there it is. To Andrew Torba, the owner of Gab. Now, Gab has not been able to be very popular. It is popular among conservatives, anybody that wants to join into social media, right? Alternative to, to Facebook, but it's like bottom of the barrel, but it's popular still. So what did they do? They try to cut it at the knees and that PayPal was one source of how it could get money. So what did they do? They just looked at them. They kicked them out of Google Play Store. They kicked them out of Android Play Store. So you had to go just the web. But even like that, they've been trying to come after them and cut them at the knees where you know, he did, shouldn't have to be asking for money, but unfortunately, the way in the situation that they put Andrew Torba at, he had no other alternative. He's still there, but he's being attacked. And he survived in comparison to the shit that they did to, to Don Bongino from Par, Parlay. What did they do to Parlay? Basically, Amazon didn't agree. Parlor. Organization. That's yeah, right. They they, I mean, AWS just, just annihilated their universe. They just took them straight out of the servers. Exactly. That was so the most aggressive thing they're, I've they're, ever seen done in the private market space ever. It's like I mean, turning pop- off the lights. And, and, and you know what they're acting like? To be honest, uh, Shayla, right now with the war in Ukraine, they're acting exactly Rogue like dictators. Russia. Yes. Yeah. But at a financial financial fashion, they're acting exactly like Mother Russia. Whenever every time they have bad politics. What did it do? It strong arms any of the European countries, and it says no. Well, you can't have it now. I'll just well. That's what you get off. for hiring too many, too many former Russian oligarchs to run your internet. 
you know? Former Russian. And, and that Russian is sad. So, so even if, if they would have been in war, Russia would have been, you know, I'll give you gas if I feel like, you, you know? You know, Gustav, shut up the, the spigot. Uh, no no gas for Italy, no gas for, for for Germany. I don't like it. Let them suffer, you know? Some shit like that. And Yeah, and it's petty, it's I mean, petty tyranny. That's exactly yeah. what this is. I don't trust, you know, I don't trust nerds with government because they're petty tyrants. Man, this, they're this is petty. It's not only, they're not the only one. Every time they have a goal, they'll all get together, whether it's PayPal or any other service, and they'll just go after a conservative. That's why conservatives have had to have gone. I'm going to check you there because I'll tell you what. There will be... Uh, some someone who gets up at the top of that greasy pole, and they're not going to well, like. Well, until somebody. I see it, I don't believe it. I'm a doubting Thomas. I mean, I, I, I know you my... feel persecuted <laughs> as a conservative. I know you do. I know you do, and there's lots of of reasons for that. There's lots of valid, valid reasons why you feel that way because it's happening in some constraints, but it's not happening in just your universe. There are people who are saying things out of turn. They're saying things that are intellectually honest. They're, they're saying things that are they're evidence-based in science and research and technology. They're saying things that are competitive, and they are being cut off at the knees by people who have more limited power than they do, but they're using dirtball tactics every single day. It is to axe their competitors. It is to get an unfair advantage. Okay, Google has done it and done it and done it in search results. Okay, so I've got... Would uh, obsolete? Would you mind coming up to the speaker column if you want to continue to talk? Otherwise, I'm going to bring up. Uh, I'm going to bring up Jonathan. All right, Jonathan. Rather, I'm just going to bring up Jonathan. Invite you to speak. Okay. I'm still here. Okay. Good thing. Good thing. Jonathan. Ask Cornell West and Keddie Halper if leftists are centrist, and I know that they are. So go ahead and talk to us about that, uh, if you can. If you yeah, would. Palestine's a bad word. Yes. In divestment from. Here's a funny story. I told him I was like, "There's another guy named Lance who just does a reading room. He just reads Kafka. He reads Poe. Poe has a thing <laughs> called Palestine. I just sit there and listen to him read Poe. And Poe is not just uh, writing a dark poetry either. He has all kinds of really funny stuff and reviews and like just weird stuff that he writes. And the thing about Palestine is very innocuous. It sounds like Lawrence of Arabia just describing terrain, and yet. After uh, Katie Helper, it was on our docket, and after Katie Helper got canceled, we went there to look for it, and it was gone. It's like oh, anything, even weird. the word Palestine is being erased from the internet because the word itself acknowledges its existence, right? That's a two-state solution word. So you just have the See, box. See, and that's State Department in interference. They should not be doing this. This is aired from Texas. Everything that is said here on this program is protected by Texas law. If you mention the word Palestine on this program and it is yanked, I will go to Ken Paxton and I will file something. Go Spons ahead, Jonathan. Night, <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the Independent Republic of Texas. Uh, but but uh, the other thing that the bad word, the other bad word other than Palestine is divestment. That's what the speech that got Gaddafi killed was about divestment. And Bitcoin okay. is about divestment. But the problem with digital currency broadly is it's now being weaponized for the complete opposite purpose. It's about to total dollar hegemony. You, hegemony, you have to, yeah. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Hegemony. Uh, there's all kinds of words that I only ever read ahead, and never Jonathan. heard get anybody get speak. Over. Come on. Like a banter. I said banter. I was like, oh, shit. I was fucking saying it wrong my whole life. Anyways. Yeah. Dollar hegemony is about you can't talk. You can't even talk about it. And any spaces that are at risk of talking about it are watched and spaces, even leftist it's spaces, just a right wing spaces. The, the yeah, concept, concept. Of, of dollar hegemony. There is a. Get you canceled. Well, I mean, I mean, you can talk about it uh, on, but they don't call it hegemony. They call no, it something no. else. They, they, you know, it's like the supremacy of the dollar, which you even sounds, loved, sounds even worse. It sounds even worse. You would have worse. loved the Senate committee real, hearing because the guy from Ohio quickly, is like – Remember, remember – The gentleman senator from when, Ohio. When, when, when Nick Gingrich mentioned uh, George Soros, they all went berserk. 
That's what controlled it. They're bots. I'm sorry. They're all bots. This is a great show, the, guys. This is this is one from, of the best uh, shows I've done this week. <laughs> the guy from Texas was actually really asking really good questions to the board. Is it but probably the, Chip Roy. I don't know. It was a it was a old, grizzled old white man, but they look like that. I, I mean, I just described most of the Senate, but uh, <laughs> and, no, and it House. wasn't. It was it was if it was the House, maybe, but if it was the Senate, I don't know. Probably. I think it was a little bit of both. But they had these ex, quote unquote experts up there, but these experts were talking about, and I quote, oh, as a way to spreading our values was like it was like imperial. It's monetary John Cornyn imperialism. is a white haired elder uh, senator from Texas. That's probably John Cornyn. Go ahead. Well, when China does it, you know, it's like the most insidious surveillance technology ever contrived by it human is. species. It, it still and is. Then, I, I advocate and, against it every day. Go ahead. But in the space of the same breath, without a hint of irony, they hard-cornered into, oh, and that's why we need to do it too. Like, you can't have China do a thing that has power without us doing a thing that has power, even if that thing is like the worst thing imaginable. It's like, oh, we better do it before China. We better do a mass surveillance mechanism that promotes our values through dollar hegemony worldwide. Because if we don't, China will. It's like doing now, a bad thing is better now, than doing now, no Jonathan, thing. Now, Jonathan, I just, I just want to make sure. Do you dissent against this this line of reasoning to make China competitive? So we have to remove the natural rights, the 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 legal rights of the American citizen. And, and give sway to this parallel government. I mean, are, are you are you eliciting dissent against this this prop government? Yeah, but I would also okay, make the same point. Okay, that's all I needed. Hey, hey, Bloody, can I get a second? Can I get a seconding from you? Is is this adequate government? This level of government that they call World Economic Forum and the UN agenda. Is that okay no. with you? Or are you no, for it or against no, no, it? No, 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 I'm against it. You vote no. I vote. I also vote no. So that's a. We're against this, sir. I'm going to add Iggy to the pile. There is no consent for this government. This government. Hey, Go, ahead, Iggy. Go ahead, Iggy. Iggy has an echo. Um, yeah. So, so just this thing about digital ID. Right, it's already here. It already exists, right? It's I mean, some that... constraint. It's not as proliferate or mandate as they want. Right, it to okay, be. but it does exist because what's your, what's happening is mm-hmm. that, it, particularly in the UK, and I'm sure you probably have equivalency in the U- US. If you if you go and say try to sign up for something, and you need to get generate and generate any kind of ID <clears throat> authenticity, it will cross check your credit score with your driving license, with your passport, and you basically have to provide those things, right? And that logs into, the, that, that basically all is combined. And, and in, what, in what orifice is this happening? Government benefits, the grocery store, what is this, ha- where is this right, happening? Well, when, you understand, when you understand the architecture of digital ID, which is all published on the web, World Economic Forum's website. I, I'm well British, aware, well yeah, aware, well Go- read in. And the, yeah, and the British government's website. It's oh, happening it's the government. all the time when you interact between private companies and the government because they all now are bonded inside a web where if you can imagine one country's web it's got the government at the center and then every node in the web is a private company and they all now start to share their data databases that beam back in via the node at the central government node right that's happening all the time now where it matters is, is when you're trying to get a job ID. or you're trying we've to get allowed an apartment. That to happen as citizens. We've allowed Hang that, on, right? John. So, so my point or question is um, about whether you want to call it liberals, Democrats, Republicans, or whatever, and you're saying vote for this person or whatever. I think that's a fallacy, right? Because there's two problems with it. One is the failure to recognize the uniparty, right? Because if all of your if 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 you get a bill going through. And essentially, the number of people who vote for it on either side of the aisle is roughly the same. Then that's not two parties; that's one party, right? And the second thing is, if citizens are so fucking dumb that they can have policy printed in the World Economic Forum's public website telling you what's coming in five, ten, or fifteen years, and your own government prints it as well, 
and you're such a fucking stupid individual that you don't pay any attention to this and then suddenly when the shit's already in your face and it's already happening then you suddenly wake up and go oh I don't like this whose fucking fault is it it's yours as a citizen if you're that dumb you're getting what you deserve right and that's what people don't want to admit to themselves you don't nobody wants to know that they're stupid do they nobody wants to know that they're lazy and nobody Ignorant wants to know is a better that they were word. being told what was happening mm-hmm. 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 Hey, Iggy, can I get, can I get you to... Was there a question in there, Iggy? Well, yeah, so 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 these things are happening, right? Mm-hmm. And the question... The, so the question is, what, what? how can you... You know, you're saying don't vote for a Democrat. I mean, you know, I don't have any... I don't give a shit because I think it's all the same thing, right? But can you prove to me that it's not all the same thing, right? And mm-hmm. what is the point in essentially voting if what you can't the change in these outcomes? Vote, voting? Okay, hang, hang on a second. All right, so I'm going to answer some of this. It probably won't satisfy Iggy because Iggy's a deliberately challenging person. <laughs> I've had many discussions with him. They're barely discussions. They're more like uh, goading arguments. Um, I feel like I'm having with Don Quixote. But um, to answer some of it, there is there is the claim of a uniparty, which you, you're you're welcome to do. Now, what we I call frequently call it the duopoly. The duopoly the uniparty um you know and and you're wise to see that you're wise to to look at the neocons and the liberal neoliberals as the same beast uh you're wise to see the threads of the aspen clique in our government you're you're wise to evaluate voting records you're wise to do your research you're wise to listen to this program and circulate it um, for for dissent, for dissent against these things, um, but don't be so hard on yourself that you can't back out of bad policy. All right, you should seize upon the moment, the moment that these things climb onto you and climb onto your ability to lead a a, a free and decent life, to communicate as you do normally, and interfere with what you do normally, interfere with your 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 natural produce is interfere with your human rights, your ability to travel and, and do commerce normally. When it starts to interfere and when you're first made aware, okay, I'll never fault a person for not being aware, but once you are aware, immediate compunction is to do something, especially if you have you know, you have stake in the game. People have skin in the game. They have businesses, they have families, they have ailing family members, they have they have responsibilities, and you know, there's enough taxing and and hooks in this system to really make it painful for the normal. For the normie normal who's just trying to get through the day, get his, get their kids in and out of school, get food on the table, make sure everybody See, look, doesn't you explode. Season three of Westworld, you really need to check it out because it's like right up the alley of what you're saying right now. All right, all right, we're advocating the third season of Westworld for a reason. I am, I am, yeah, I am. Uh, I, I've moved away from what I mean. There's room here for you both to be right. We have a Jack Sparrow situation where it's like neither of you are wrong. You know, it's all about <laughs> your quote unquote haggling over price. It's like if if I can admit that there's like yes there's thing there's ships that have sailed by now and that, that that's what Iggy's saying some of these ships have sailed a long time ago, yeah that's true, but I, here's just me just a week ago was making this analogy to the the Jeep or the Humvee with this with this like a Mad Max spikes and a big roll bars and it has roll bars for a grill which are also covered in spikes and it's only used to kill people, mm. and nobody's and then all of a sudden you come along and you put a bigger engine in it. And everybody's like, oh, how dare you put a larger engine in the death machine that I had no problem with a week ago, right? Okay, but since then, I'm like, maybe it's not like putting an engine in it. Maybe it's more like putting a 50 caliber machine gun on the back, which changes the nature of the beast, right? Yeah. And maybe the CBD does CBDCs. change the nature of the beast because you're going to have – yeah, they're going to have – it's going to be even more inhuman. It's going to be like the Eye of Sauron because you're going to have bots making decisions about what you can and can't do, not just people. Like right let now, the people really do quick. that. Like we already have surveillance. Jonathan, Jonathan, let me let me just yeah. interrupt you briefly and then run the the NCBDC. The world has changed. You feel it. Yeah, you, you played this one on the on part. 
I see you later. Into the politics. Much that once was is lost, for none now live who remember it. It began with the ending of the gold standard. The U.S. dollar was no longer convertible for gold and therefore was no that ship longer constrained yeah, by it. Divorced from the work required to mine the hard asset, gold. The U.S. dollar became a pure fiat currency. No longer this is Iggy's the point, though. Of the earth. That the happened already. Why weren't we mad about it before today? We were. Just nobody listened to us. And within the power of the printer was bound the threat of violence to govern many nations. The people were, all of them, deceived, for another financial instrument was made. In the land of excess, in the fires of inflation, the gerontocracy forged a new kind of currency to control all others. And into this currency they poured their desire for power and their will to surveil all life. One centralized surveil. currency to rule them all. Seriously. But all was not. You would have loved this PBS I saw today. All sides began fighting for a decentralized permissionless money called Bitcoin. Finally, money was discovered that did not require violence to enforce. Bitcoin is money controlled by no one and available to everyone. Like your time and your energy, Bitcoin is scarce. There will only ever be 21 million and no government, banker, or billionaire can change the rules. The war on Bitcoin is coming and the FUD will be strong. The separation of money and state will not come easy. Okay, so that that was it. That's the promo for Fight the FUD. Um, thanks for tolerating that. Um, awesome. So I'm where gonna read from? some of these. Where is it? Oh, it's from the internet. It's from the internet. Uh, and the FUD.com, I think. So I'm gonna read some comments here from the chat. Uh, I missed part one and part two. Part one and part two for this particular program, digital IDs and CBDCs, are in the history of the program. Uh, you're free to go back there and, and look them up. Um, there aren't that many views, but this is one of the best rooms that I've done so far. Murphy saying obsolete optics. Uh, Ted Kaczynski, my money's on one. Jane Kazaksmarek. I, I don't even know who. I'm not. I don't know anything. Okay, so Iggy Sims says, what does any business do if the government says you must be part of the DID system, otherwise you are locked out of? the credit scoring system, the identity checking system, and the cashless payment system. Hmm. Well, you use cash. Use cash, Iggy. <laughs> I don't think paper cash is the answer. I think it's sometimes but, the answer, and I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people who are living low in this in this United States who are using cash exclusively. And they're not living they're not living the high life, but I'm they're they're living low and they're living on cash. Trust me. Give me 45 seconds to tell you about the PBS thing. It's one of these things. It's like Mr. Rogers goes to the excavation yard and like sits there and runs the machine. And then they go to a donut. It's not how it's made, but it's kind of like how it's made. But anyway, they're just like, oh, let's go to the, this girl. This just, just casual person at the University of Ohio is like, my department does digital forensics. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to, and the host deletes everything off of her phone. It's like, okay, tell me what's up. And she, and, the, and then the girl who that she's talking to, she's like, all right, let me sit down. And shows her all of her pictures that he, she deleted. Shows her everywhere she was that day. So it's like all the trigger words that she said into the phone. Like, this is all in place. It just like, there's not enough power behind it. For Nobody's watching you in particular because there's not the manpower and you're nobody. You know, I'm nobody. That's why they're not listening. There's no human ears listening to this conversation yet. But... Mm -hmm. If you put a bigger engine in the in the truck, there'll be enough. There'll be there'll be artificial intelligences deciding that your and my credit score is going to go down because we say we say divestment too much or we say Palestine too much. Uh, you're not wrong. Say, you're not. You're definitely not wrong. Vlad's that's how there. It happens. I mean, they they target conservatives routinely, or when he says conservatives, it's it's usually people who are you know they they. Maybe they're anti-abortion that month, or well, they're yeah, they're they're red fl they're flagging certain words, and they've already done it that, what on can, on can using rotate. like it's Twitter like the, and these. Other, mm -hmm. They're using Twitter, and they've already powerful, flagged certain words. Yeah, but if like there's too many people tilting Republican, they have to like the duopoly mm -hmm. requires the things that hover near forty-five, fifty-five percent. So if once one starts tilting, they start to take the legs out of that party who's winning by too much 
You know what I mean? So like you can't well, start try. winning because they try. This is yeah, Joe. Joe, um, I need to hear from Joe. Let's have a listen or a look at. Joe, you're you're that's, live. That's Trump. Trump is divide and conquer the Republican Party because they're going to win too by too much. They're afraid they're going to win by too much because how Joe weak Apollo. Biden is. So I mean, uh, there's a couple people on this network who are doing some astroturfing. I just want to put a general notice about this. Jenny Hatch came on the program, and I see William in the audience. Hey, William, how's it going? Obsolete was pulled into the speaker list because Murphy is giving him a nice talk up there, and then Joe asked to come up to speak, so he's... You're unmuted, Joe. You can speak anytime you like. Okay. Hey, uh, great chat, by the way. I love this, man. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to give a shout-out. Like, my argument is going to make Iggy's argument. Okay. And uh, I just want to dial it back to 2008-2009 meltdown. And there, if you remember back then, there was a real push to audit the Fed. Does anybody yeah. remember? Yeah, I do. So here's how the financing broke. Ron Paul, 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, this is how the, the financing for that went down. The big banks dumped uh, $10 million bucks into lobbying banking services committees and things like that. The ones who had the rule, thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, the audit the Fed movement had $38,000. And this was the brand new um, the brand new Congress of the Tea Party. So we had a bunch of new Tea Party guys that came in there. And let me tell you what, they backed down. All this talk of auditing the Fed and, and you know, and all, kind of the things I like about Ron Paul. Um, like, I can't even tell you how quick they bent over for banking officials. Um, so it's a real problem. And there is a unit party going on. And, and I'll, I, don't, I'll I don't disbelieve you. I don't disbelieve you. No, it's, it's a fact. Uh, yeah, it's, it's horrible. Uh, but uh, here's another one that just happened two weeks ago. And there is a push. There's conversation to break up uh, big tech and Facebook in particular. But um, one of them, it was a corporate Democrat uh, gal. I can't remember her name, but she was making the case. No, 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 no. We can't do that because you're going to silence voices, you know, um, that want to talk about uh, gender equality and things like that. And then you had Jim Jordan. Uh, the Republican coming in and saying, well, we don't want to break up Facebook either because it's going to be silencing a group of people that has already been, you know, castigated for uh, weird speech. And uh, that would just really not be a good direction to go. But I mean, at the end of the day, we've got a big problem on our hands and it's a uniparty and they are firmly in control. And I'll go to mute. Well, I mean, to, to be a mute, I just I just don't like this learned helplessness language. Where, you know, we're like, oh, the bad guys have already won, so lay down a ticket. And I, I'm just not there. You know, that, that's not why I have a program. You know, I, I have a program to inform people of their rights and inform people that there are, are definitely things they have choices. And if they have a choice, they should choose wisely. Meaning, look at the voting records. Just as you said, Jim Jordan has been on both sides of this issue. And when he got the money from tech companies, you know, he's been called out on that. But the tech companies are, in, it seemed to be financing everybody's pack. The problem is, is that they, the people who were elected to the, to the U.S. government take an oath. And people forget this, but the oath is, the oath matters, okay? They hold up their hand and they take a commitment oath to serve the United States people. Regardless of who funds their PACs, they have an, a first allegiance to the United States people. If they turn out to be people who can't hold their integrity because of PAC money, which is a low-grade bribe, and because of Citizens United, which opens them to foreign bribes and global bribes, then they don't belong there. So you go look at their voting record care care a little bit to get more information about who hey. is running in your district because you know i am not going to vote in georgia's elections i don't vote in florida's elections i vote in texas elections and not just texas elections austin texas elections okay and i'm registered to vote so don't don't 
throw it in the wind. Don't just say, oh, it's a unit party. Run away. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, pardon me, Sheila. With all due respect, I get your argument and you're making you know, some quality points. But what I am saying is when you engage, you know the type of power that they are using against you. And so I'm the saying... The power that, of the dark side. I don't... You know yeah, what, dude? Yeah. I mean, don't falter to do what you can. No, I don't. What, what's your plan? I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm really involved in local politics. And, uh, you know, I'm working on uh, initiatives all the time. So um, I hear you. It's not lost on me. Well, thank you for calling in, Joe. Don't disagree with you, but I don't necessarily agree wholeheartedly. So here you come, Iggy. Make the next caller. All right. Second try, Iggy. Don't beat me up too bad. I just don't get what what citizens are supposed to do. If you write to your congressperson or your senator Mm -hmm. and say, hey, I think the DID system is shit and I want it gotten rid of, right? Yeah. Two things have to happen. Enough people have to exert enough pressure on that senator or governor mm-hmm. in order for them to give a shit, right? And that has to, that pressure has to override any other form of support or chance for them to stay in office that comes from money, right? Or any of their potty support, right? Because, you know, if they don't think, if they don't feel that their seat's in jeopardy, then they don't give a shit. And then the second thing is that no matter how many people write to this guy, right, and say, hey, get rid of this law, change this law, um, they can still f- stonewall you, right, and just say no. Oh, they can stonewall you. You should stop trying because they can stone. You know what, dude? I've been okay, working but, on. So, so, no, no, so no, no, how? No, no, no. So no, no, how no, no, would you no, no. deal? I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to answer your question, Iggy, because Sheila Dean has been working on national ID for the last 15 years. Cool. That's what I did. You know, you have liberty in the United Kingdom. Liberty, um, liberty. They maybe, did their. Uh, oh, oh you sure should know, Mister Expert. Mr. Expert here, you should know who was working on National ID in your own United Kingdom. I know who they are because we co-campaigned. I supported him on his endeavors, and he right, supported me. Right, already exists here now. Uh, well, you know, UK's got a lot of work to do, but we beat it back because there's a lot of responsible citizens who don't want to see that happen here. Okay? And I'm not the only one. I know I'm not alone. I don't feel alone. But they're trying, so what, you know. So what, so what would citizens do in the two situations where either we have different governments, Iggy? We have different government. You have a parliamentary government run by, you know, a PM, and then you have got a monarch on the side. All right, well, I can't no, advise about, you properly. System. My system of government, but yeah, you know, so you're on your this program system? trying to dictate to to United States government. Which is far not, bigger and more, far bigger from Moros than than the UK, which looks like basically the expanded, exploded state of Georgia. Honestly, but, yeah, it's so got what, small so what states. People, what, what do what should American people do to fight this system in your country? Well, if you if you will just mute your mic carefully, I will tell you. Okay. So, in the past. You've been able to aggregate your dissent. I have never stopped dissenting, but I'll tell you what, what spooks a congressman is somebody who shows up to their office, somebody who writes on a frequent basis, somebody who is a bug up their ear, somebody who talks to them about these issues. You must talk. You must say. You must dissent. You must talk to other people. You must go and show up at the corporatized vendors. You must talk to their people. You must say, I don't want this. You should say no to the budgets. You should know what's going on. And in every vector that they try to stuff this shit down your throat, you need to say no and treat it like rape. You need to say no every time. Every time. So with that, we are at two minutes before we go. So we got here, Backhoe Bill, Princeton Northwestern Study. Sheila is big mad. (laughs) I'm always mad at National ID. It's one of the things that gets me lit. Iggy, thanks for at least being a good challenge. 
William's coming up to talk. He's a good friend, so I'm going to make him the next caller. Sheila, can you hear me okay? I'm hearing you. Good, good. Uh, that study I put a link in uh, prior, but other people put in text in between. I was trying to describe the link anyway. So that's, I don't know if you're familiar with the Princeton Northwestern study that was Professor Gillen's and Page. I'm not saying this to undermine your points. I'm just saying that's an interesting study, 20-year study. Um, what What's it about? It's what laws actually get passed on Congress versus what puts people in office. Mm. Yeah, and so it's very good study. Um, links in the chat, and uh, unfortunately, the thumbnail version of the study basically is it's the lobbyists uh, that control what happens uh, and what they write the laws and what laws get passed. Uh, the bottom ninety percent, basically, I don't mean to negate what you're saying, but the mm -hmm. study is our, our, our votes end up negated. And that's pretty obvious on a lot of levels. Now, how do you fight that? That's the issue. You know, what do we do, which is what you're about. And I, I commend you for doing that. Mm -hmm. One way I fought it was by not only lobbying, but uh, filing lawsuits uh, in civil, uh, something people can do. And, and real quick. I don't recommend it. <laughs> It's expensive, and you don't always win. No, 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 no. If you're within a, for you, yes. But if you're like me, within 125% of the poverty level, you pay for nothing. To file your lawsuits, to get them served, to get people to, uh, subpoenaed, as long as you get the subpoena request, request approved, it's all free. And that's how I fought. Now, just like Chris Hedges says, what happens to the activists that got put in prison? I got arrested four times. Then I got every criminal case dropped. But they, you know, in other words, when you fight the system, the system's going to double down on you. Do you follow me? And so, uh, yeah, it, is it worth it? Yeah, I wouldn't live it any differently. Did it, did did I hopefully make some change by uh, exposing corruption and uh, the no? I'm the first person in Connecticut not boasting. I'm just saying how abusive this process was. I'm the first person to get not only two criminal cases dropped back to back before in four consecutive years. It's never happened before. I know that the former uh, chief deputy public defender actually at one point said he testified on my behalf. So there are ways to fight back. There are ways to claw back. The courts are not perfect, but um, uh, you can make They are an impact. amenity. Don't be, don't be afraid to use them if, if you can use them. If if, right. you can, if they are available to you and it's not right. going to turn into a massive lawfare um, problem well, for you, uh, then then you can do it. Uh, I've, I've made attempts myself. It's not the most efficacious wow. things that I, that I have done. But no, what not. I've done is is um, ally myself with other nonprofits, become a nonprofit uh -huh. entity myself, uh, and, then, um, and then work with other people who have a stronger case you know, yeah. advocate the case, show up for them, trade favors, and then also do your media back channel work, which I have done. Yeah, it's my it's one of my secret sauces. But you know, well, you set the template, and obviously people aren't calling, and and you help us. Uh, you know, they're, you're leading the way, and uh, and uh, I can. Don't be afraid to, to use those media chops. Don't be afraid to write an editorial, or or yeah. go whisper to some wonks. You know, you can do that as well. I've done it. Well, I was all over Facebook and groups until I got booted for citing COVID truths that are in the NIH library, but that's another oh my matter. Oh, God, COVID yeah. truth. Well, these are these are uh, peer-reviewed periodicals in PubMed. They're well, medical journals. There's that, a lot that, of fraud and medical fraud and, and, uh, and COVID vaccines and vaccination. I'll probably be pulled over for that. I said COVID vaccination. And divestment in Palestine and conservative on the unsanctioned citizen. But this is broadcasting from Texas, so if they do anything to us, I'll go to Ken Paxton. Right, right. No, <laughs> I, I, I'll do we're it. On we're, we're on the same page. I'm on, on the same side of the that coin as right, you. Right, right. I'm just having you know. a little fun. I'm just having a right, little right, fun, right, William. Right. I hear you, sir. <laughs> It's good to hear you laugh. You got a great laugh and a very earthy, you know, honest voice, and you know, I hear a lot of. Thank you. 
You know, this has been a great show. I want you guys to come back um, Saturday. This, this, we're into probably the tail end of the hundred days of Colin. Whew! Listen, if I'm over marketing, you know, you you gotta let me know. I did a a check in. It was episode 101. After my hundredth episode here on Colin, I I did a check in, which is 101, where I called for um, you know, kind of like you know, feedback, feedback on on you know how the show is going, what you want to see. Um, and any kind of improvements that you want to hear from. So it's important. It's important to hear back from you. Make this makes the show stronger, you know. And um, so I appreciate all the voices that came here, even the ones that were the most challenging, because we'll all grow. I'll get better. Um, you know, it, it's okay to take a challenging question and and be challenged intellectually on your program. So, so thank you guys for joining. It's uh, 4:04 in the afternoon. We went we went long, but. Um, uh, we will be here next week. Thank you so much for joining. This has been the Unsanctioned Citizen. Come on. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access Unsanctioned Citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you visit SheilaMDean.com.